Welcome to the Dream Team Podcast. My name's Lloyd Griffith, big Wales fan, closet England fan, or the other way around. Uh, back in the studio with us is the deputy editor of The Sun, supporting Iceland, or whoever it is England playing in the last 16, it is Gordon Smart. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm alright, yeah, just thoroughly enjoying Scotland's absence from a trouble-free major tournament. So, do you think if Scotland were in the tournament there'd be more trouble? I think, no, no, I think we would be the necessary antidote to all the bad behaviour. Although Northern Ireland have slipped in very nicely with that, that behaviour. Did you see the Keith Gillespie crowd surfing? No. Oh, it was phenomenal. Picture of about 2,000. Did you see this? Amazing, right? 2,000 fans outside some booze or somewhere in France. And all of a sudden, this bloke is crowd surfing. like sort of being carried across this crowd. And then underneath, the caption comes up going, Keith Gillespie's having... It was Keith Gillespie. Keith Gillespie. Keith Gillespie crowd surfing. Growing up, I think Keith Gillespie was one of my favourite players. Me too. I'd, I'd give you that as well, yeah. He was just like a bit cult, wasn't he? Yeah, great player. He lost all his money, didn't he? Yeah. Well, maybe that's what he was doing. Pickpocketing on the way through. <laughs> a novel way to make a few quid. Um, how was your weekend? It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. I uh, went to the Stone Roses. Uh, I've heard of them. Etihad, and it was... Uh, I, I, I flew back to Scotland and got a bus down with ten lads from Fife. Drank all the way there. I was presented with a bottle of Buck faster than about five minutes of getting on the bus. Uh, <laughs> so by the time we got there, the engine was running. <laughs> Literally. The gig was great. Loved yeah. it. Was the Etihad full for once? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was actually. There was a good atmosphere there at Etihad. Yeah. Um, so we, we did that and then um, got the bus straight back. So I got in at half six on Sunday morning. Ooh. But you think you've done as much damage as me, haven't you? No, I started chilled one in Monaco. <laughs> Just had a uh, chilled. From Grimsby to Monaco. Yeah, I think there's only four of us that have done it. <laughs> go, on. go on, who are they? Me, Brenda Fisher, the cross channel swimmer. She actually swam there. <laughs> um. Ella Henderson. Yeah, yeah, good. And Thomas Turgos. Yeah. I had a wedding out there and so watched a lot of the football yeah. um, in a pool on a massive LED screen, drinking from a white plastic beaker, <laughs> Prosecco and rosé wine. Yeah. Just as I've always done, just a normal working class lad from Grimsby, yeah. aren't I? Um, James Buckley will be joining yeah. us. He'll be joining us live from Slough very shortly. Now, I mean, we have had, obviously had like a big weekend, but yeah. that, that is glamour, isn't it? You've had Monaco. I had uh, a trip to Manchester via Scotland in the banks of the Clyde. He's in Slough. Coming up on the show, my continuing feature, Lloyd's One Hit Wonders. We'll be spinning that wheel and playing Celebrity Roulette with Gordon. Plus, we'll be checking in on the progress of our Euro Dream teams in the Podcast League. How do you think you're doing? Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I just haven't had the time. I'm, you know what? I've just made a total arse of it. So now, joining us live from Slough, it is an absolute honour to bring the star of the Dream Team podcast featuring James Buckley. It is James Buckley. Hello, hello. How are you? Good. How's you your all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Um, Gordon and I are just in the office. We've got, uh, I think, four bottles of Moe. Yeah. Um, 17 platters of sandwiches and right. uh, and Gunther uh, wearing nothing. Can you so, well, can you untie that? Right. Gunther. Careful, because yeah. <laughs> careful, Gordon ends up stealing 
uh, fire engines when he's had a few. Yeah. So. <laughs> do you? Uh, <laughs> how, do you re- how do you remember that? Because it's the best story yeah. anyone's ever told. I was on a night out in Cologne. I'd interviewed Paul McCartney and I got very excited and carried away. And uh, I was drinking, co- have you had a Kolsch, which is like a really strong lager in a small glass? No. About 40 of them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, one thing led to another. And there was a fire in a flat in a square in Cologne, which the firemen were dealing with. But they decided to leave the engine running and the fire engine outside the pub. And I thought it would be very funny for everybody in the pub if I drove around the corner. And I sort of waved at everyone through the window. And uh, it was very funny. That, that was right. What wasn't funny was the fury shown by the German police when they came to remove me from the fire engine they thought was being stolen. Let's just say I managed to negotiate an exit from Germany... <laughs> which cost a number of euro <laughs> and a bit of uh, difficult diplomacy. James, where did you watch the game last night, mate? I was sat in uh, my hotel room. With your memory foam pillow? Yes, I left it here over the weekend. Oh, did you? Yeah, I forgot to take it home with me. But they... I phoned them up straight away. I was like, you be careful. That was 90 quid, that pillow. What did you think of the game? It was a little bit boring. It's easy at the end of the game to sort of go... Oh, oh, we were pressing all that time and we still couldn't find a way through or whatever. But we could have won it easily. We could have won it by a few goals as well and we probably should have done. And I just think we were just a bit unlucky. If that performance had goals in it, it would have been... <laughs> we would we would have said it was a masterclass. It was just missing goals. But the thing is, though, was it unlucky or was it just bad management again? And I, I, I'm a big Roy Hodgson fan, but he's made six changes. Yeah, I was shocked by that. I was watching it at um, a friend well, of yours, um, James Buckley, Rob Beckett's house. I was, I was around at his house last night. With uh, we had a couple of fish cakes and some mashed potato. Yeah, and we couldn't believe that it made six changes yeah. in a game that we did need to win, and it made a massive difference if we won or not. And rested yeah. Rooney as well. Rested Be your Rooney. best player, really. We've scored two goals in three games at the last World Cup. If you look at the chances that we've had over the last three games, we've had fifty-three chances and we've only scored three times. Yeah. And I just think it's Hodgson who's just tinkering with it, but tinkering it in the wrong way. You don't, I don't think you rest, Rooney. I tell you what I think, it's Jack Wilshire's, uh, that selection from the very start has proved to be a, a ridiculous thing to do. I thought it was terrible. Imagine. I thought it was really, really out of order on yeah. other young international footballers that have maybe won the Premier League this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Imagine how he feels right now, James. Danny Drinkwater. Well, he must be sitting there thinking, what... Next year, I'm going to win the Champions League. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Hart's claiming he's had nothing to do. Um, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I've had nothing to do apart from that free kick that Gareth well, was... Bale took with yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. hands. No, he didn't do. It. He didn't do anything. <laughs> well, literally, yeah. He, he, <laughs> his point. He didn't true. do anything. You've made it difficult for yourself unnecessarily, oh, haven't you? But it's the classic England yeah. way, isn't it? Have a really good, decent qualification. Mm-hmm. Then get to the tournament, make it really difficult for ourselves. Just glaringly obvious mm-hmm. decisions that the, I think the whole nation think. Why aren't we just starting with the two best strikers in the Premier League? I was saying, you know, flippantly. Obviously, I don't mean it, but it is an easy job. Like you play the best players in their in their position. Yeah, we've got some good players and exciting players that almost come from nowhere. Like Harry Kane, where was he a couple of seasons ago? Jamie Vardy, where was he a season ago? And now we've got all these like really good players that are in form and enjoying playing football, and we still don't know whether they're going to play or not. <laughs> like it's b- bizarre. And he's getting three point five million pounds. Let's not forget that. Right? Roy <laughs> Hodgson is the highest-paid manager 
at this tournament. Yeah. He's uh, laughing, isn't he? He's I, having a laugh. If you were Roy, have you been asked to play um, Roy in Roy's um, Hollywood film at all? Yeah, I've been practising my... Fair enough. My impression. Um, who would you have up front for England? What, in the in the Roy Hodgson film? <laughs> no, in, 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 in the next game that we have to play. <laughs> in the next game? In the um, next game, who would you have up front? I think start with Vardy. He looked good at the beginning. I, I was certain he was going to score at some point. Yeah. Is it me, my decision, or am I Roy? No, you're, it's you, right. So just imagine you've got Roy's job. Uh, you've, okay. got to, you've got to put the England uh, lineup together. Yeah, Who just, just, Kane, just Kane and Vardy. Yeah. Have Rooney behind them. Yeah, in the midfield, and you, you you'd be laughing. If Vardy and Kane were to play up top, and if you were to take them off, if they were knackered, you know, Kane looked knackered the other week, and you were to bring on Rashford, and you were to bring on Storage, you've then got two very good strikers to replace them. What a great strategy! Why don't you go for that? You know, just yeah. say to say to the first, say to Vardy and Kane, give us an hour. Yeah, run yourselves yeah. on the ground for an hour. We're going to bring on Rashford and Storage. Because Rashford will run whoever yeah. it is, Riot. It doesn't matter, so. and he's proved it <coughs> a number of levels. Listeners, what do you think? Tweet us in at Dream Team FC. Who do you want to see up front for England? Um, are, we, are we are we really doing that? Yeah, we've um, Guns has just said it in my ear. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, no, I've just never done that before. I never considered that anyone's listening. I th- it's I th- nice. I think there. Are, I think there are at least seven people listening as we've, we've talked oh, about okay. this last week. So, oh, if, yeah. I mean, if we, just imagine if we've got seven tweets. Did you read that stuff about um, Chris Coleman and Roy Hodgson? Go on. Right. So Roy Hodgson took over at Blackburn. Yeah. Chris Coleman played centre half for Blackburn at the time. Yeah. And Roy Hodgson pumped them, got rid of them. Whoa, whoa. Pumped them out the door. <laughs> it's a Gordon Smart exclusive there. Just, you know, listen, I don't want to go into the uh, nuances of the word pump. Uh, but in Scotland, it can mean a number of things. <laughs> so Coleman and Hodgson have a, a bit of history. And think about that as a little motivation for Coleman. That must have hurt when they lost, you know, because Wales could have... St- he could have nicked a draw, but he's laughing now, isn't he, Coleman? Yeah, two Fulham managers as well. Yeah, that's head true. to head. Yeah. So England and 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 Wales are both through. The silly thing is that England will now probably face Portugal, Iceland, Hungary, or Austria. You know, all doable. But if yeah. it is doable, it means that we probably play France in the quarter final. But also, yeah. out of those four teams, Portugal is probably the team you'd most like to face because they've been shot. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Iceland. And you, you also tip the Icelanders, yeah, didn't you? Something you about them. England scored three in three games. Um, that's as many as Gareth Bale has scored on his own. Yeah. Which means that Wales have actually scored twice as many as England. Now, mm. we'll move on to Wales-Russia, basically. In the first podcast, James, you tip Wales to top the group. And that is what we have done. <laughs> yeah. As in, you know, Chloe Griffith, very Welsh name. Uh, I'm over the moon. Aaron Ramsey has kind of had the Samson effect, but the other way around, like he's bleached his hair and he's yeah. become amazing. What a great story as well, Aaron Ramsey is, right? Bear in mind, uh, was it Shawcross used his leg for kindling a few years ago? Mm. You know, and he's, he, what an amazing comeback to be that good after a horrible injury like that. And he was fantastic, wasn't yeah. he? Actually, Joe Allen as well, I thought. Joe Allen, as well, another guy who broke his yeah. leg recently. And yeah. Cracking beard. There's a lot of broken leg stories, because Joe Ledley, uh, only six weeks ago, I think it was, or five weeks ago, broke his leg. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. a remarkable... Th- he's played three games. And then you look at Jack Wilshire, who's clearly been on the fags, you know, a bit out of breath, because he's gone from Marlborough to Marlborough Red. And then you've got a guy who broke his leg five weeks ago who's running around like he's Daley I... Thompson in 1884. I've got a person who I, who I know at, at Arsenal... And they say that he is the naughtiest boy that has ever ever played for Arsenal. Really, really. 
Just, uh, what, I mean, he just doesn't care for rules, <laughs> and he'll just tell you what turn you, up smoking in a Spurs kit. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> Arsenal have had some naughty shenanigans over the years with Tony Adams and the drinking culture. There was yeah. there. Ian Wright, yeah, misbehaving. It's almost like Jack Wilshere has been brought up in the wrong generation. He'd <laughs> yeah. have like just yeah. fit in right in front of <laughs> Tony Adams. Yeah. If it was 1970 and he could still <laughs> have a fag on in the dugout, yeah. he would have been right at home. Russia. The only point they got was against England, which is probably even worse for us, really. And their manager, um, pumping Leonard Slutsky. Um, <laughs> Lenny. Lenny Slutsky. Lenny Slutsky. Uh, that sounds like an American cop, doesn't he? <laughs> hey, my name's Lenny Slutsky. What do you got under your boot? <laughs> Sorry, trunk. Um, he resigned after the game. How do you resign after the game? You've mm. just finished the game. You say to yeah. your players, oh, we're out. That's a shame. Do you then get on your iPad and email a letter of resignation? <laughs> to Vladimir. Or to... Is, that, is that saved in his drafts? I think what happens is the powers that be go, look, you can either resign or we've made you a cup of tea here. <laughs> and you go, right, I'm off. <laughs> Wales will play a third-place team in the next round. It might be Northern Ireland. Yeah. That'll be tasty, won't it? Wales, Northern Ireland. Yeah. Northern Ireland nil, Germany won. Um I mean, you thought England were dominant last night. So too with the Germans. They had 26 shots. Gomez scored. Thomas Muller hit the post and hit the crossbar. Wow. Tony Cruz as well. More passes than the entire Northern Ireland team. That's, that's like that, something that happens in sensible soccer in 1993, <laughs> isn't it? Amazing statistic. Oh, Michael McGovern had a great game. I don't know if you've had have, a chance. Have you to seen him this season? Yeah, I have a little bit. Yeah, and I saw him the season before. Yeah, he's um, he's a good player. He's a good player. W- would you have said it had been it had been a standout goalkeeper for the tournament? Or? No, no. I actually, if you'd asked me who Michael McGovern was before I came in here, I'd probably have said an estate agent in Glasgow, but. <laughs> He's, uh, he's, he's done bloody well, hasn't he? Yeah, I watched um, about 60 minutes of it and he was saving uh, shots left, right and centre. Yeah, yeah. Was there any sign of the manager doing <laughs> something revolting in the dugout? Yogi Lowe yeah. did not touch his bum hole. <laughs> but <laughs> this is the weird thing, though. Like, now, so you're the manager of quite one of the most important teams yeah. in the world, Germany. You're going in and, like, your mind is on the game. But also, let's look at a pie chart... I think 30 to 40% of his, his his mind has got to be on, don't touch my bum, don't touch my bum. I know, don't yeah. Touch my bum. That's not fair. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's what we think about most of the time. Isn't it? Yeah. Just occasionally forget you're at work. Don't touch the peony. Don't touch the peony. <laughs> we all call it peony, yeah? I hope... <laughs> I really hope we can cut that out and use it as some kind of gif. Just <laughs> ringtone. Yeah. Don't touch the peony. Don't touch the peony. I'm going to have that as my ringtone. <laughs> if you want that as a ringtone, tweet in. What do you call yours, James? What do I call mine? The Duke. The, <laughs> the ball boys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Buckley's ball boy. I call it Peggy Mitchell. And then my testicles are, uh, are the Mitchell brothers. Northern Ireland finished third and have to wait to see if they're through. By the time you hear this podcast, their qualification could already be confirmed. So they'll play either France or Wales in the last 16. That's, I mean, not an easy game. See, I love Northern Ireland. Michael O'Neill was one of the best players that ever played for Hibs when I was growing up. I loved him. He was great. And I'm so pleased for him that he's doing well as a manager. Because he's a fantastic human being. Played for Newcastle as well. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know, remember that. No, Michael on Newcastle, Dundee United. I think did he play for? Yeah, and uh, Hibs. But a great man, and he, he's carrying himself with real grace. And he's a gallant man. A gallant man. Yeah. What's gallant mean? A gallant man, a, a polite and honourable and graceful operator. Okay. Unlike Yogi Lowe, who's 
how can, to use a Scottish word, his ball bag at every given opportunity slipping he a digit should, up his ring piece? He should just wear a tracksuit and have, like, a Staffordshire Terrier on a leash and just constantly be chatting to you with his hands down his pants. It's dreams in Europe time. It's dreams in Europe time. So everyone's favourite fantasy football game, Euro Dream Team, is back for Euro 2016. There's a hundred grand's worth of potential prize money out for grabs. Isn't that amazing? hundred grand. We've all entered our teams. Uh, my team is showing my tabloid credentials called Sven Gordon Eriksson. And is also about as much use as a bit of Swedish flat pack that you've bought on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon when you're hungover. Lloyd, what's your team called again? It's called Fat Matter, but I wish it was called Matter of Fat. <laughs> I know, we immediately regretted that. Immediately. Nearly set up a new email, but anyway. At the time we're recording this, Lloyd is in the top ten. In fact, he's joint ninth. Do you know what that's screaming to me? What? Too much time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made one change. Have you not? No. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs and medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Don't don't make any changes. Oh, I'm so angry. I didn't realise Deli Ali was left out yesterday. I know, I know. Me too. I've, I've made that mistake as well. So you're still in the title race. Thank you. Do you know if you're entitled to win any of that money if you become the the overall champion? Of I will be taking um, all of the Sun Dream team and uh, you to court if uh, I'm not. <laughs> so we'll see me how that personally. pans out. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Buffon in goal, right? So yeah. he hasn't conceded, no. that, which is helpful. He never concedes, though, does he? He doesn't actually. Just just put all your money on Italy. I was told in these championships. I, I was torn between Hart and Buffon. Yeah, but I, I went with my heart and chose Buffon because I just knew that he, he, just, he just he does these tournaments for breakfast, doesn't he? James's team, right? Let's let's talk about the Buckley, right? Because he's uh, he's just I, I can't laugh at him too much because he's doing better than me. For a man who only knows about footballers who have ever played for Crystal Palace, that's humiliating. Are you slagging ang- off Buckley's ball, boys? I love those guys. <laughs> I'd die for that team I'll tell you what and you can put this in your paper Gordon I'd fight any Russian for Buckley from the safety of Slough what pe- <laughs> me and you are basically letting the side down did you have Bale in your team Lloyd did didn't he I've got Bale yeah top scorer at the moment winning, yeah. the, winning nah, the race I decided not to have him because I thought Wales won't get very far and I thought he would be so heavily hyped that he'd be crap so, James, have you managed to be involved enough to make any transfers? Yeah, I have, actually. So, stop your sniggering. I oh. brought Sturridge in on your recommendation. Yeah, sorry about that. Big news, though. Gary Precious, still top of the podcast league. He's still top? He, he's not, actually. No, he is at the moment. Because I checked yesterday and the day before, and he'd been overtaken by uh, Lee Newland. Yeah. He looked like he was really falling as well. He was about, I think he was fourth at one point. 
But then he's back oh, up yeah. and he's um, he's going up there. But he's got Larice and his team. He's got Koscielny and he's got Evra. I mean, I would not have put Evra in at all in no, my team. Never in a million years. But yeah. he was probably cheap though, wasn't he? And Evra's still good. Are we going to have a wager on the three of us to see who finishes highest? <laughs> I think we should probably. Should we say a grand each? Should, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're feeling, yeah, you're feeling confident all of a sudden. I thought we said this on the first podcast, didn't we? Did we? Actually, it's gone down to 10th. No, I it's... Tell you. So you, maybe your confidence is misplaced. Yeah, that's because I haven't got that many people playing in the, the previous game, but now yeah. you look at the games that are playing now, Spain, yeah. etc. I mean, I'm going to climb right back up there, man. Can, can I confess that I, I've considered cheating this week? <laughs> I created two teams. What? Yeah, I'd created two teams. One's Sven Gordon Eriksson. Yeah. And the other one's Sven Goren without a D Eriksson. Yeah. And the other team is beating you. Is it? Yeah, and I've thought about cheating and saying, oh, actually, man. I made a mistake. Um, I'm actually yeah, Sven doesn't Goren. Count. Does it not count? Doesn't count. Doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. I can stop both your payments going through for this if I really, <laughs> if I really got nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the Euros, Swiss players had plenty of trouble with their shirts against France, and um, yeah. they kept ripping. And then uh, after the game, yeah. Shakiri said, "It's a good job that Puma don't make condoms." That was good. Yeah, that was quite quick. Good little ad lib. I don't think it made it into the podcast, but we were having a discussion once, and I said kit makers should make their shirts more flimsy, so that um, it looks more dramatic, and you get a free kick or a penalty or something for someone pulling your shirt. Yeah. So you're actually encouraging um, horseplay? Not horseplay at all. Look, if you're not going to pull the shirt, it'll be fine. Right. If you don't pull the shirt, it'll be fine. Are you, you suggesting it, we turn football strips into paper football strips? Not paper, Gordon. You're taking the idea now and you're making it farcical. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, so, I'm deadly serious. Like if Hulk Hogan put, material. Yeah. If I, Stripper yeah. trousers material. <laughs> <laughs> or just remember, like Adidas used to do those popper trousers, the popper trousers, yeah. and capper, yeah, and capper, yeah. If you were, if you couldn't get the Adidas on, and you were in good, you would, um, <laughs> yeah, make a popper shirt. The most liked uh, man in football, Ronaldo, he missed yeah. a penalty against Austria, uh, which yeah. I think I think everyone enjoyed. Had there been a census, it was like, did you enjoy Ronaldo missing the penalty? Yes, please, mate. Yeah. He's had 20 shots in two games and he's yet to score. Um, he's trying, isn't he? He's, he's just trying a bit too much. Was it you, James, that mentioned saying that he's, he's, is he past it the other week? Well, yeah. I, I just, yeah, I was just asking the question. I was he's just asking the, the question. He listens as well. He's going to be gutted. <laughs> but is he going to... I mean, if we face him, Portugal in the last 16, we don't have good history with him. No, he's going no. to score. He's not liked. Yeah, The winking Ooh. will come out. Yeah. No, that was that was when I threw up when all that happened. Oh, it was, yeah. Oh. Uh, Spain and Chelsea forward Pedro has been moaning about his lack of playing time at the Euros. Uh, he said he was expected to play, what? and that him being in the squad is barely worth the trouble. Pedro's made a career out of doing that. I don't. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. I don't like him. What's he? What's his problem all of a sudden? Don't like his, him. his career has been to come on at some point. <laughs> He's the Tori Andre flow of 2016. <laughs> he, he doesn't start. Uh, but the thing is that, like, Spain, Mata didn't even make the squad. He didn't, yeah. I really think that Mata's probably a better player than Pedro. If you were to even say to me, pick the Chelsea starting eleven, I don't think he'd be there at all. Like, no. he's not... No, no, he's not, not going some, on last season. No. He did nothing. 
So I don't know how he thinks he can get in the Spain. What's such a like go out there and say it's barely worth me being here? It's the arrogance <laughs> it's of a man. Isn't it? yeah. it's, like, oh, it's not even worth me being here, mate. Oh. I've got Netflix, so <laughs> it's, it's a different IP address in France, so I can't even get the same uh, box sets. I reckon he's treated like a ghost at Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, he must just have a shock every time he's there. Oh God! Oh yeah, I forgot you play for us. <laughs> Pedro, the grumpy ghost. <laughs> Next up, we have got James Buckley, his favourite feature. Do you want to introduce it, James? Is it One Hit Wonders? Celebrity Roulette. Oh, oh Celebrity Roulette. Because I was going to say One Hit Wonders isn't my favourite feature. Second? <laughs> yeah, it's my second favourite feature out of the two features we have in this podcast. <laughs> with the king of showbiz, Gordon Smart, back in the studio with us, it's time to play Celebrity Roulette. We've got a wheel. Are we doing the wheel, Gunther? Okay, we've got a wheel. Every celebrity's name is on it. It's a big wheel. Spin that wheel, Gunther. Chris Martin from Coldplay. So I ended on Chris Martin. You oh. must have a handful at least. Oh, Chris. Loads of Chris Martin stories. Loads of Chris Martin stories. God, yeah. Um, I tell you what, I went on tour with them once, right? The Coldplay gentlemen. I went to see them and interview them in Salt Lake City. And then they said, why don't you come to a couple of other gigs? So I stayed with them for a week in America. And we went to the American Music Awards. And Chris Martin has a strange or slightly unusual warm-up technique where he gargles whiskey and he... Uh, he also uses a wallpaper stripper over his nose to sort of warm up his vocal cords, which is quite an unusual thing to do. Wow. So he's sitting there with his whiskey and his wallpaper remover. I'm looking at him like he's a strange man, which he clearly is. And he said, uh, I tell you what, Gordon, I bet you wouldn't down that whiskey for $200. And did it. And uh, <laughs> things went horribly wrong after that. Um, How much whiskey was it? it was a, I'd just shy of half pint. Oh. Yeah, it was, oh, yeah, it was put this way. It was, you know when you you do a shot right, and you try and get it down in one gulp. <laughs> there were three full gulps. Oh God! And uh, I just immediately started thinking, this is such a bad mistake. <laughs> and uh, I remember this woman speaking to me, who's beautiful, and just thinking, I'm a drunken mess and can't can't properly communicate with this famous woman. And uh, she thought I was the keyboard player in Coldplay. <laughs> and as anybody who knows anything about music will tell you, they don't have one. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm the keyboard player and Coldplay. <clears throat> and anyway, that woman turned out to be Christina Hendricks before she was famous. Christina that? Hendricks? Yeah. Wow. And I just breathed on her and probably scared the living shit out of her. A Scottish that? man smelling of whiskey, or, yeah. as they call it, just smelling. She, <laughs> she's probably in LA somewhere going, yeah, I met Coldplay once. That keyboard player's horrible. There is a lovely end to the story as well, right? Go on. So, so he n- never paid me the $200. Oh, what? Right, which was a bit poor. And this is a slightly sad part of the story, so I don't want to change the mood horribly, but my mother-in-law passed away, and mm-hmm. we set up a charity in her name. And out of the blue, I got a letter from Chris Martin, and it said, uh, I realise I never paid you that money. Um, <clears throat> but we've realised with inflation and with the time that's passed that that $200 is actually now 2000 oh. And we're going to turn that into sterling. And here's two thousand pounds for your charity. And I thought, you know what? He gets a lot of a lot of stick, Chris Martin. But what a lovely thing for him to do. (laughs) 
we're going to do uh, James's second favourite feature now, if that's what I've just been told. Oh, in, in my, is, is that all right, James? Yeah. No, honestly, it's my second favourite feature. I like that. <laughs> If there's one thing the Euros provide, it's the opportunity for Premier League clubs to blow their cash on players that look brilliant in the tournament and end up to be an absolute flop. Last week, we talked about John Jensen, uh, Cal Paborski and Nuno Gomez, uh, players that lit up a Euros and then never really lived up to that promise. Uh, and also, we decided that Wes Hulhan probably wouldn't be following in the footsteps of them and screwing a massive move to Real Madrid. Now, if we look at who's done well in the Euro Dream Team, this week, uh, well, the last few days, Spain's Nolito is right up there. He's a winger who plays for Celta Vigo. He's 29 years old. Uh, six years ago, uh, he was at Barcelona, but he didn't quite make the grade. Scored against Turkey to the day, and he's already been linked with a move to Manchester City. Uh, Nolito, like all footballers at the moment, it's just a nickname, which I, I think is annoying. And when I become president of FIFA, and it's, it's just a matter of time, really, that'll be one of the things I get rid of. No nicknames, yeah. only black boots, and short back and sides, yeah, or just, shaved head. Tuck your like shirt in. Hernandez, isn't it? Yeah. Chicharito. Chicharito. And also, like, uh, Cunaguero. Nolito's real name is actually Manuel Duran. Um, and if he managed to get himself on the score sheet twice and they used his real name, it'd say <laughs> Duran Duran. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk, Hulk's got to be the worst one. Yeah, because I'm... Hulk. What about Fred? The guy's just Fred. Yeah, Fred. He's ridiculous. Right, so that's, that's the thing. When I'm FIFA president, no nicknames. I've got a couple of uh, previous flops for you, though, uh, that you could uh, follow. 2012, Euro 2012. Can you remember the second top goal scorer after Torres? In 2012, Euros 2012. Euro 2012. Oh, he's actually the joint top scorer uh, in 2012. First name, Alan. Second name, Zagoev. Any idea? No. He's Alan Zagoev. Uh, at the age of 22, he was top scorer at the Euros uh, in 2012, scoring three goals for Russia. Big Al. Big Al. Uh, he was at CSK Moscow and also won Russia's Young Player of the Year award. Well done, uh, Big Al. Then the reports were linking him to Real Madrid and Chelsea. But he didn't go to Real Madrid or Chelsea. He stayed at CSK Moscow and he's still there today. And only 47 people have ever heard of him. Um, and he's not this Euros as well because he's injured. So he won't even probably... Well, he might, you know, he can't even be in the shop uh, window. Yeah. Another, you remember, Andre Arshavin. Or as we like to call him, Arshavin. <laughs> because I am a lull machine. Yeah. Arshavin helped Russia to get to the semis of Euro yeah. 2008. Arsenal had to wait six months to sign him. St. Petersburg, was he? Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he never settled in London, and then all he did whilst he was in London, which just slagged off everything in London, uh, I think the parking, um, the congestion charge, and the thing that made me laugh that quote was the women drivers. Oh, Didn't he have quite a funny Twitter account where people would ask him for advice and stuff? Oh, really? <laughs> I've got this vague recollection. If you go through his Twitter, maybe about four or five years ago, he was quite good on Twitter. He's quite, he was quite active at one point. Is um, the actual quote that he said about women drivers? He said that women drivers should have their own lane, oh. <laughs> along with cyclists and buses. Was that for every day of the month, or was it? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Unbelievable! The views there of Gordon Smart and not of the Dream Team podcast. <laughs> is with James <laughs> Time to say goodbye. Good song, that isn't it. That sounded really good. Well, you know I'm a professional singer. I want to hear. Can you do a little bit more for us? Can you do a bit nah. of the Welsh national anthem? Because it just I don't know it. makes the hair stand up in the back of my. Head. I don't know. What's the, what is that Welsh national anthem? Uh, did you, sorry, Gordon. Did you finish that sentence? Yeah. Okay. 
I didn't hear what you said. All I heard was at the back of my head, and then there was nothing. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm completely shorn, so... <laughs> as I know you are, James. <laughs> uh, I've got to be honest, I've given up down there. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's just... Uh... So, and it goes all the way round as well. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, a, like a, a, a badly loved garden. Like a Craig David beard. Chris, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, Chris round the back, round the back, it's like one of those trapdoor spiders. <laughs> if you're listening on iTunes, hit that subscribe button. Have you got anything you want to say, James Buckley? Have I got anything to say? Yeah, anything that we missed. Anything you want to talk about football wise, or do you want to? Do you just want to go to bed? I haven't got anything to talk about football wise. I tell you what, um, Steve Coogan came in for a shift today on this. Sitcom I'm working on, which was pretty—he's sort of probably my biggest influence. So that was, it was—it's been a big day for for me. What did you say to him? Just well done, you're good, and you. <laughs> We're back next week as Euro 2016 reaches the quarterfinal stage. Uh, so thanks for listening, and that is goodbye from uh, me, Lloyd. Goodbye from me, Gordon. It's goodbye from me as well, James. Roaming reporter coming live from Slough. I played a part in writing one of the, I think, one of the best headlines the Sun's had for a long time. Go on, day. Uh, Tinker Taylor snogs a spy. Do you like that? Oh, what was that yeah. about? It was about Taylor Swift. Yeah. Snogging Tom Hiddleston. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Tinker Taylor. I, yeah, I'm, I tell you this, this Taylor Swift thing. I'm starting to feel really left out. <laughs> being the being the only man on the planet that hasn't gone through Taylor Swift. <laughs> I used to be obsessed and I used to tweet her every day. Did you? Yeah, a bit weird, wasn't it? It was a bit of a joke, <laughs> then a few mates that just DM'd me like, I oh, mate, yeah, it's gonna be pathetic now, you're <laughs> You know what? I, 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 I have to say like, I I was quite flippant about meeting her, thinking, Oh, it's Taylor Swift, she'll be a complete buffoon and she came in and within about twenty seconds I'd fallen in love with her. And even does. You've got to stop drinking half a bottle of whiskey before you meet these people. Just meet anybody <laughs> before I leave the house in the morning. No, she is great. She has the most wonderful legs. Oh, really? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Gunther's just making more notes. <laughs> James, did you just have, have a moment at the other end no, of the... I'm... <laughs> no, oh, I'm just God. sort of... Just... You just come all over your memory foam pillow. <laughs> 